I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to talk to you today about the blessing of the Father in this month of impartation. Aren't you glad He has things to impart into His people? Yet in Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to read this in verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Go on to verse 28, And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Now, the very first words, and we've mentioned this before, that this newly created being, Adam, had ever heard, were words of the blessing. Say this with me, the law of first words. This means that it was always God's mindset that His people would be blessed. Amen. He never designed them to live in the curse and sickness and disease and war and lack and famine and going without. He ordained from the very beginning and placed them in a situation where they had no lack, no want, no need, no issues, no problems. But later we know in Genesis chapter 3 because of sin, the curse came. As a result of that sin, it fell upon them, it fell upon the entire earth. And so we know that this is a big issue. But most people, when they talk about the gospel, they're just talking about, well, he died so we could be forgiven of sins. But what did sin do? What did sin take away from us? Sin compromised the blessing in our lives. Jesus paid for the sin and then restored the blessing. Turn to somebody and tell them, he restored that blessing that we lost because of sin. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, Jesus died on the cross. He redeemed us, the Bible says, in order that for the purpose of that the blessing be given to the Gentiles by faith. So if you're going to talk about the gospel, make sure you go far enough in your understanding. Yes, it provides forgiveness of sins, but it deals with the issue in such a way that it not only deals with the sin and the curse, it restores the blessing to God's people. Now, this is becoming more and more important today because you're seeing a world that's out of control. You're seeing the world that's turning to everything and, and just basically ignoring the, the elephant in the room that if they'll turn to God, God could take care of things. Every kind of strategy, every kind of mindset, except going to God and relying on what He gave to us. There is massive confusion, massive dysfunction. There is gender confusion. There is anxiety and hopelessness and it's all because they don't understand, mainly the people of God, what they actually have been given in the blessing of God. In other words, if you got the blessing, you don't need man's feeble attempts to bring equity or justice to the table. Are you listening today? What is that blessing? It's an invisible garment that comes upon God's people that causes them to be blessed, to be empowered. And it all started when you gave your life to Christ. I'm telling you, there's an army of people all over this country, around the world, that are born again, but they're not walking in the fullness of the blessing. And there are all kinds of reasons for that. And I want to mention to those two in just a moment. But I want you to know that this great blessing is the great equalizer. You do not need offices and corporations for diversity, equity, and inclusion. When you know you've got the blessing. You do not need wokeism when you've got the blessing. 
You don't need critical race theory trying to reintroduce division in the nation, in the world, when you've got the blessing. Say so with me, thank God for the blessing. These are all attempts at justice and equity and fairness when the answer is right in front of them. There's just one problem. If I want the blessing, I've got to bow my knee to Jesus and not all the satanic counterfeits that are out there. And that's the real issue. So I'm not going to submit to Jesus. So therefore, I've got to find another way to work this out in my own flesh. And every time man tries to do something, it just makes things worse. I like what one pastor said. He said, we are a free nation. You are welcome to live your life as you want. If you want to call yourself a girl, a cat, amen, a man if you're a girl, you call yourself a donkey, whatever you want to do, that's your business. I'm not anti-gay. I'm not anti-trans. But you have no right to groom my children in your worldview. They're my children. And I get to teach them my values. And everything you see going on, listen carefully, is a result of a lack of revelation that our salvation goes further than just I'm forgiven and going to heaven. There's something on you. Look at your neighbor and say, there's something on you right now. And if we would just learn to receive, walk in it, activate it, you know, do what God tells us to do, it is the solution for the garbage that is out there. You don't need a reparations movement if you've got the blessing. You don't solve one injustice with another injustice. You don't solve racism with more racism. Listen carefully. You and I have something that propels us way past and is more faithful and consistent than any social justice effort of man. It's called spiritual justice. And it's the restoration of the blessing. Why is it just? We sin. Why is it just that we will be blessed? Because a man that never sinned, the spotless Son of God who never sinned, took upon his body, his life, all the sins that will ever be committed, all disease, all the oppression, all the bondage, and he paid for it on that cross. Through one man, Adam, came sin and the curse. Through the man, God, man, Jesus, came the blessing because he paid the price. It is perfectly just today for you to receive and walk in the blessing he paid to bring back to you. Think about this. How ridiculous is it for him to pay such a high price and we don't walk in it? Just leave it on the table all the days of our lives. Joseph did nothing but honor his father. His father blessed him. His father favored him. And I want you to understand, he got severe hatred from his own family. They wanted to kill him, and if one brother hadn't stepped in, they would have. But they put him in the bottom of a hole, sold him into slavery. There are people in our country that think that slavery just started through European efforts in America in the 1700s and 1800s. It's been going on from the very beginning of time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And the answer is not man's social justice efforts. The, effort, the key and the blessing is, of course, the, you know, the cure to this thing. 
Do you know that even though he was in a pit, he was still blessed? Yes. Sold into slavery, but he was still blessed. Accused falsely of rape, but he was still blessed. Thrown in jail for something he didn't do, but he was what? Still blessed. And you never hear him complain, murmur, accuse, demand anything. He just let the blessing go to work for him. And a slave became the prime minister of Egypt. That's how powerful the blessing is. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It's the cure for confusion. It's the cure for racism. It's the cure for jealousy. It's the cure for insecurity. It's the cure for failure. It does not put up with discrimination. Amen. Efforts in some corporate office are not going to work because they don't change the human heart. But the blessing works on a human heart and through a human heart. It's the answer. The answer to your situation, to your problem, to whatever's going on, it's the Father's blessing on your life. It's the great equalizer. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you were born on or if you were born under the tracks. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is, what your culture is, what nation you came from, what nation you moved to, what time you lived through. The blessing has transcended every generation and everything that's ever happened on this world and will always transcend it. God's will is still that you be blessed. Say it. It's His will that I be blessed. As you can either try to Pursue things that will, quote, bless you through the world, or you can go ahead and receive and let that word, you know, be true in your heart today. Let the blessing have its way in your own life. What are the benefits of that blessing? One, it's power to prosper. With a blessing on your life, you have the power to succeed. Turn to somebody and smile and say, I see somebody that's going somewhere to succeed. You are going to succeed. And, you know, and, and before you uh, throw things away and before you walk away from things, before you give up on things, you know, before you give up on that idea that God gave you for a business, before you, know, you give up on that situation in your home life, whatever the case may be, why don't you try putting the blessing to work? Amen. Amen. And realizing what will happen if you do. You'll succeed. If you're a child of God today, the blessing is on you and you have the power to succeed. Number two, it's the power to increase in every area of your life. Amen. Now, it certainly includes childbirth and family expansion, but it includes every area of your life. In fact, what you have on you right now is a Psalm 115 spirit of increase. Amen. You should be increasing in every area of your life. Turn to somebody and tell them the spirit of increase spirit. is on you, on you. right now. That blessing gives you power to succeed and it gives you power to increase. That's why you don't need Uncle Sam. You don't need to con and cheat and play games. You have something on you that will produce increase if you learn how to walk in it. Number three, it's the power to excel, meaning going to the highest point or place or pinnacle possible in your life. You've been called to excel and you have the power to do it. 
Well, I'll always be under. I'll never be over. I'll never have anything. I'll never be victorious. I'll never be the head. I'll always be the tail. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you're the head and not the tail. And it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to know the power is on you to do it. Well, I don't see it. That's not uncommon in the body of Christ. It's really completely not the, the congregation's fault. If we don't tell you that salvation is forgiveness and going to heaven, but it's more than that. That what Jesus did restore the power in this life for you to excel, to succeed, to increase. That's on the house of faith in terms of the teaching and the preaching ministry. We're not going to commit that crime here. Amen. Amen. I'd like to have you so full of revelation of the blessing that your ears pop off. Amen. I want you to see everything God wants for you. Number four, the power to have longevity, where you last and you endure spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, you have resilience in your life. With long life, will satisfy you and then give you his salvation. The blessing gives you resilience. Anybody here ever been under pressure before? Anybody here ever deal with a bunch of fools before? Amen. Have you dealt with a lot of fools before? Yeah, I mean, they're just basically saying the same thing, just pushing on you and pushing on you to crawl into your hole and die and give up and not pursue what God's called you to do. And the pressure is there. Well, you have the power with the blessing to have resilience. You say, I'm so tired spiritually. Well, guess what? God, through the blessing, will give you resilience spiritually. I'm so tired physically, Pastor. I'm tired of fighting this fight. I'm tired of dealing with this thing. Well, you can have physical strength come on you. Don't forget that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That's part of the blessing. I'm so tired mentally, Pastor. I'm so tired of dealing with this, trying to figure this out. Stop relying on your thoughts and let the blessing go to work for you. Longevity because of the blessing. I'm so tired emotionally. My emotions are frazzled. I can't take another loss, another setback, another hurt, another wound, another betrayal. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way, but the blessing will cause you to walk on. Amen. If he could do it for Joseph, he could do it for you. Don't tell me he didn't have hurts. My own family. Some of y'all have family like that. Pitch you in a hole just to look at you. The hurts and the wounds betrayed by his own family. A free man sold into slavery, put in somebody's house only to be accused of a horrible crime of rape, thrown in a dungeon with a bunch of real criminals. You tell me if you think he had hurts and wounds or not. But he had resiliency because he had the blessing on his life. Say it with me, I have power to succeed, power to increase, power to excel, power to have longevity, and number five, power to be fruitful in every area of your life. What do I mean fruitful? I mean results. Results in your family, results in your marriage, results in your business, results in your academic pursuits, results in everything you put your hand to, results in your finances, results in your job, results. The blessing is the empowerment of God on your life to bring results. Raise your hand if you like results. Come on, wave it up high and say, I like results. Let me help you out here. There's something on you. 
Come on, stick your hands out like this and go, Woo, there's something on you. Shame on the ministry for not telling you. Well, I'm forgiven and going to be with Jesus when I die. Great, walk in the power while you're here. Be forgiven. Go to heaven one day. But excel and increase and be fruitful, have longevity and succeed while you're here. You don't need man's operations and man's legislation and man's organization and man's plans. You've got the blessing on you. What I'm telling you is know what anybody does to you or tries to do all your life. No matter what happens, they can't keep you down. Let me say it again. You can't keep a man or woman down with a blessing. They're going to pop up again. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> you remember getting those little clowns as a kid, little punching bag, and you'd punch it down, what would happen? It'd come back up again. When you're a child of God and you realize this, that, that man may pass a, a resolution or a law against you or somebody may hinder you on the job or sometimes discriminate against you, whatever it is, but with the blessing, you'll overcome it all and leave them scratching their heads. Come on, shout it out. You can't keep a man or a woman of God down when they have the blessing. Listen to me, every background, every race, every religion, every culture in man's history has been oppressed, has been enslaved, has been mistreated, has been put down, has been discriminated, every single one. It's just a matter of time and it can happen again. There were so many slaves in Rome. Some say for every free man, there were three to four slaves. And they used to dress differently. And then it dawned one day on the free people that if they figure out that they got us four to one, we're done. There has been injustice and there will always be injustice. And the key to justice is not what man can do. It is spiritual justice. And it's the justice that was enacted on the cross 2,000 years ago. Amen. He made you free. So live free. Amen. Live in that blessing. Look at somebody say, no one's keeping me down. Say it boldly. No one is keeping me down because the blessing is on me now. Come on, say it. I'm blessed. Can't be cursed. Been redeemed from the curse. I'm blessed. Now you put somebody like that out in the world and no matter what people try to do to institutionally keep them down, they'll just keep on popping up again. Go through the word of God and you will see God's people always bounce back because they're blessed. And you will too. As long as you're looking to what's on you instead of what's on the outside of you for your solution. Trusting the government for justice? Are you kidding me? Do you know how many African Americans have been put in our prison system based on the testimony, false testimony of some white person. And then thank God for the DNA that cleared them. Justice. Are you kidding me? I'm no fan of some of the things that our 
former president has said with his mouth and some of the attitudes displayed and sometimes it's just some of the childishness that comes out of him. But he was right on the policies and the issues. And all I'm telling you today is there are a lot of people that should be in jail, but the FBI had voluntarily said, we're not going to charge them, but they're going to charge the former president. Now, if you still think that man's justice is fair and equal, I have an island to, to sell you. Thinking in America should wonder why Epstein's list of clients has never been released to the American public. Have you ever heard such a thing? Let me help you out here. If you go to Nashville, amen, and you try to hook up with a prostitute and you're caught in a sting, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get your name released. I'm not saying this to make you afraid. Hey, there's no justice out there. They do the best they can, but they have carnal minds and they're influenced by politics and by money. And if that's where your faith is at, you're never going to have justice in this world. Are you kidding me? 30,000 emails destroyed by the other candidate. Took hammers to destroy iPhones and iPads and computers, obstructed justice and not a charge, and the director of the FBI stands up in front of the world. There's nothing to see here. $10 million the Biden family received from China and Ukraine. The FBI, by its own admission, says, and I have no idea why I'm going down this path, but some of y'all need to hear it because your confidence is in the wrong place. $10 million. Everybody say $10 million. $10 Congress asked them to disclose whoever wrote that report on this happening through barista in Ukraine and in China. And they said, we can't reveal this person because they might get harmed. They're the most trustworthy FBI informant we have. That same informant is the one that said they have been transacting bills, you know, bills for, you know, giving information and, and, uh, and basically helping people out for exchange of money. Are you here today? If your confidence is in the government and man's justice, you're going to be grossly disappointed. But if your confidence is in God's justice, you will not be disappointed. Come on, say, I will not be disappointed. Say it again, I will not be disappointed. You mean to tell me that there are people in law enforcement that would intentionally prosecute or not prosecute based on politics, Pastor? Is that what you're saying? Read my beak. <laughs> Should you be praying? Yes, because the Bible still says acquitting the innocent and condemning the guilty, God hates them both. This is far bigger than anybody's political party or persuasion. This is about the moral fabric of our nation right now. But if you have it all against you, blessings on your life, you're coming out. Come on, say it both. The blessing of the Lord is on me now. Turn to somebody and tell them there's something on you. Glory to God. So Pastor, why? Are a lot of believers not walking in the blessing? This is really important. One is just good old-fashioned ignorance. Yep. Not stupidity, but a lack of knowledge. Yep. Well, they don't know that 
they have this on them. They don't know beyond the Sunday school rendition of the gospel that with that forgiveness came the elimination of the curse and the restoration of the blessing. If you don't know, you don't know. Now turn to somebody and say, you know. And you know what? Once you know, you ought to demand everything that the gospel provides for you. Every single thing. Ignorance is a factor. Religion being against it is a factor. Religion will say, no, 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 no. The gospel is just about forgiveness of sins and going to heaven. You've been around here long enough to know that the gospel means soteria or soundness or wholeness. And it implies soundness in every area of your life. Yes, spiritually forgiveness, but also provides for your healing and your deliverance. And your provision. God still says, my God shall supply. All my needs according to his what? Riches and glory. Do you know when you have the blessing of God on your life, you can see him manifest that blessing and move in you and through you. It's not what's outside of you. It's the blessing that's actually on you. Some people just refuse to believe it. There's nothing I can do about that. If I tell you that as a child of God, you have permission to use and access the blessing of God. If you don't believe that, there's nothing I can do about that. But it doesn't change the truth. Amen? This world saying there are 15 ways to heaven doesn't change the truth. There's still what? One way. Amen. So-called progressive Christian leaders, which are nothing more than people who've left the word of God, tell you there's no heaven, there's no hell. Guess what? They're wrong. There is a hell. There's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And, uh, you know, generations rolling their eyes at this and poking fun at people and saying they're just dinosaurs who don't have a clue. We're the enlightened ones. That doesn't change the truth. You can roll your eyes until they fall out of your skull and it won't change the truth. Amen. Uh-huh. Number four, they have wrong thinking about it. They say things like... <laughs> You know, everyone can't be blessed. I've heard this with my own words. Yeah, I hurt my ears. Pastor, everyone can't be blessed. Watch this. Everyone can't be forgiven. Raise your hand if you believe everyone can be forgiven. Well, then everyone can be blessed. There's just a little box of blessing and there's not enough to go around. Fred took some out and Sue took some out and, you know, Bobby took some out and there's no blessing left for me. No, it's without calculation. It is as limitless as God is. And here's the good news. The same blessing that was on Joseph, that was on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is on you right now. You mean to tell me I have a Joseph anointing on me? Well, Pastor, why am I putting up with all this garbage then? Good question. <laughs> Turn to somebody and tell them there's something on you. It's the blessing. Your father gave it to you. We didn't make this up. He died on a cross so that you what might have redeemed and the blessing be restored to you. <laughs> There's just not enough blessing to go around. Everybody can't be blessed. 
Don't we need some people that are cursed? The world is full of it. Number five, they have no value for the blessing. That's not the way Jacob was. Jacob understood what Esau was about to forfeit and maneuvered accordingly to get that blessing of that firstborn and took it. He knew. Do you know that when a preacher stands at the end of a service and blesses you, they're not just words. They're impartation. They're never just words. A reminder that it's on you and to stir that up. Amen. The last one is kind of simple, but oftentimes overlooked. Why believers are not walking in the blessing? Well, number six, they fail to ask for it. <laughs> there was a man in the Old Testament and a, and a litany of lists of lineage. And in the middle of it, the Bible begins to talk about a man named Jabez. And he said, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. You keep me basically from painting, causing harm. Can you imagine what modern preachers would say about that? How selfish! <laughs> Jabez didn't bat an eye. He asked for increase and protection, amen, and basically to be a blessing to others. And the Bible says what? And God gave it to him. What you need is a spirit of Jabez to come on you without shame and apology. Well, I wouldn't want to say that. Oh, God bless me. I would. And I'll tell you what, if you don't want to say it, say it for me. I'll take yours. Raise your hand and say, oh, that you would bless me. Enlarge my territory. Are you catching this? Why in the middle of all of this genealogy is this there? I'll tell you why. Because there are thousands of names there that didn't ask for the blessing. Didn't ask, didn't ask, didn't ask, didn't ask. That whole family, they didn't ask at all. Jabez. Smack dab in the middle of a bunch of people who didn't have the forethought to actually be bold enough and ask. And God gave him what he requested. You know he's no respecter of persons? Is it possible there's a Jabez in this room today? Or a Jabezella? Is there? <laughs> Is there a Jabez or a Jabezella here today? They'll walk out of here and say, oh, that you would bless me. Glory to God. Sometimes ignorance, sometimes religion, sometimes a refusal to believe, sometimes wrong thinking, sometimes no value for it, and sometimes just a failure to actually ask it. Let's not be like that, amen? amen. Well, how am I supposed to respond to a message on the blessing, Pastor? How am I supposed to respond to this principle that 
We, yes, were cursed because of sin. Jesus paid the price of sin. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles. You've got to understand that. He redeemed us for a specific purpose. And it wasn't just so you could be forgiven to go to heaven. He redeemed you so that the blessing given to Abraham might come to you by faith. That's the gospel. So if you're going to talk about the gospel, then talk about the gospel. Talk about the fullness of the gospel. Well, number one, you need to receive it. You need to walk out here saying, I believe it and I take it by faith. I don't care if you've heard me teach on this before or you've never heard this. And right now your brain is about to go tilt. I don't care. You walk out of here and you take it. And if you heard about it years ago and you've not been walking, that's okay. It never left you. Just go ahead and receive and believe and walk out of here with an act of faith towards it. Amen. Say it with me. I receive it. I believe it. I take it. Number two, activate it. One of the most outstanding things I ever heard anyone say about the blessing is what Bill Winston said. And he said, the blessing is voice activated. Come on, shout it out. The blessing is voice activated. What am I saying? I'm saying you go out of here calling yourself blessed. You go out of here calling yourself the head. You go out here calling yourself everything the blessing will do for you in Jesus' name. Amen. You go out here saying, I am blessed and a spirit of increase rests on me. A spirit of excellence rests on me. A spirit of success rests on me. A spirit of resilience rests on me. A spirit of fruitfulness and results rests on me. And when somebody tries to tell you otherwise, the devil tries to lie to you. No, don't call yourself cursed. Don't say things about yourself that contradict with this word. Said a high price was paid for you. Amen. It's voice activated. So let's practice. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I can't be cursed. Can't be cursed. I've, been I've been redeemed from the curse. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed in Murray. I'm blessed in Calumet County. I'm blessed in Benton. I'm blessed in Marshall County. I'm blessed in Paducah. I'm blessed in Elmo. <laughs> Do you mean the blessing will work in Alto? Yeah. It will. Now let me ask you a question here. If you won't activate it in here, with your mouth, you're not going to activate it out there. So while you're looking at me right now saying, I think he's a little touched. No, trying to help you. If you won't activate it in here with all these fine people to help you, you're not going to go out there and activate it. What you'll do is talk the same garbage, amen, that's kept you in limbo all these years. This isn't where you come in and all the solutions are granted and everything's fixed because you came to church. This is where you get your mind ready to get some training and then go out and apply these things. How many want to excel? Succeed? Have results? Have increase? It's voice activated. That shouldn't surprise you. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Scripture says you can have what you say. Mark tells us if we believe that what we say will come to pass, if we continue to believe what we say will come to pass, we shall have it. That's how he made us. 
So I'm going to give you all one more chance to activate your blessing. Are you ready? Yes. Say, it, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I, can't be cursed. I can't be cursed. I've been redeemed, I've been redeemed. from the curse. I'm blessed going in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Everything I put my hand to prospers. There's something on me, an invisible garment of power, power to prosper, power to increase, power to excel, power to be resilient, power to get results. Yeah. Well, that might work in the church world. Let me tell you something. If it worked in the church world, just because it's the church world, it'd be working in the church world. But it taint. It will work in your business. It will work wherever you apply that blessing. Because it's on you. Even in Potiphar's house, Joseph was blessed. Even in jail, Joseph was blessed. But you listen to me well. When he ascended to the second most powerful position in all of Egypt, Egypt being the superpower in the world at that time, he absolutely could have gone for man's justice. He could have gone for reparations. He could have taken anything he wanted. But he understood something. The blessing is not just what it can do for you, but what God can do with the blessing through. Amen. And while he was emotional and while it hurt his heart to see what had happened when they were stored, his first thought wasn't, I'm going to get them for that. I'm going to make them pay. He understood that God had already blessed him. He doesn't need what man could do for him. There's nothing those that hurt him could do for him because God had already done it for him. Say it, I receive it. I activate it. And number three, you confer it. You confer it to other believers by your words and by the laying on of hands because Peter said to this we are called. He said these words in 1 Peter 3, 8, 8 9. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. Sounds just like Joseph, doesn't it? On the contrary, repay with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. You confer it upon others. There's something on you. What is on you, you release it to other people. And you're a blessing. Oh. Bill Burnett and his family um, in Chattanooga. And uh, last night, about 11 o'clock, uh, Susie and him heard someone scream outside the corridor, I need help. And then they heard it again, I need help. And so they run over there, and a man was laying dead in the next room. And Bill, having the blessing on his life, Amen. jumped on that man. And perform CPR until emergency services arrived. He just happened to be on the same floor. And just happened to be there that night. You know, this bill raising them from the dead thing is going to be a habit, isn't it, Sharon? <laughs> and 
watch this. This is not just somebody who was trained by, by, you know, Red Cross. A lot of us have been or someone else. This is somebody who resuscitates people as an intensive care professional. Just happens to be there. What I'm saying is what God has deposited in you, the blessing that's on you, it's not just for you, it's to be used through you to touch other people's lives. Abraham was not just blessed so he could be blessed, but he was blessed to be a blessing. And we know from Scripture that things are conferred and transferred. And what I'm telling you is the blessing from generation to generation has a compounding effect. So does the curse. And we confer this expecting this generation to go further than the generation before. In Mark 16, we're told that healings conferred with a laying on of hands. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We know the baptism in the Holy Spirit is conferred with the laying on of hands. Paul laid hands in Acts 19 on the Ephesians and they received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. We understand that ordination is received through the laying on of hands. Timothy was telling, you know, Paul was telling his son Timothy, what was you received as a gift, the laying on of hands, you need to make sure you guard that. Are you here? But the blessing as well is through the laying on of hands. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you. Go over to Genesis, the very end of the book. Tell somebody next to you, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Ask them. Tell somebody else, say, I'm blessed. Do you want to touch me? Chapter 48, verse 10. Now Israel and Jacob's eyes were failing because of old age, and he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his sons close to him, and his father kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, and now God has allowed me to see your children too. Watch the inclination of Jacob. Then Joseph removed from them, uh, them from Israel's knees and bowed down and his face to the ground. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh on his left toward Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. But Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was the younger. And crossing his arms, he put his left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the Lord God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walk faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm, and he blessed these boys. May they be called by my name and the names of my fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and increase greatly on the earth. And what had happened here is Joseph wanted the, uh, the older to receive that firstborn uh, blessing, but it was in the will of God and in the heart of Jacob to give it to Manasseh. Now my point is that there are people in here that are grandfathers and grandmothers, and you see their kids maybe not going, those grandkids maybe not going the right direction. You have the right to impart that blessing to them. Do so. With what? With a laying on of hands. And with words, bless them. When they come over to see, pop, pop. And Grammy. Buy the ice cream. 
And boy, does Juliana like ice cream. What do you want for dinner? Ice cream. What do you want after dinner? Ice cream. <laughs> Not sure, but some of her first words were ice cream. Yours too. Timothy called it. Timothy called it uh, 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 agwing. But you have the authority to impart and confer the blessing on that generation. And with the warfare being waged against these kids, they need us to. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Go a little bit further in Genesis. His final thing, there, there are some of his sons that are blessed and some of his sons that are somewhat corrected, but whatever was in his spirit is what he declared over them. And look in now, chapter 49, verse 8. To Judah, he said, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You're a lion's cub, Judah. You would turn from the prey, my son, like a lion he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nation shall be in us. He's prophesying about whom? Jesus. Jesus through whom? Through Judah. Mom and dad, what you prophesy, what you bless your children with, it's not just about them. It's your downline. And it's at stake right now in this nation. Going a little bit further. Verse 22, listen to what he says about Joseph. If he wasn't blessed enough already. Let me just say this because I feel prompted to. Your kids and grandkids can't hear the blessing enough. The church can't hear it enough. I don't invoke the blessing when I you know, you know, dismiss services because I was raised a Lutheran. I do it because you and I need to hear it. God commanded Moses to command Aaron to bless the people thusly. They needed to be reminded they were the blessed of God. And he says... Listen with me to verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. You're not going to stop Joseph. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility. But his bow remained steady. His strong arm stayed. Limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob. Because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Because of your Father's God who helps you, because of the Almighty who blesses you with blessings of the skies above, blessings of the deep springs below, blessings of the breast and the womb. Your Father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, than the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. You know what he's saying here? All the blessings that went before us are now resting on your head. You're blessed. I said you're blessed. Amen. And yet in this place, you may never had a father lay hands on you and say, I bless you. You may have had hardworking 
parent, loved God, you know, was faithful to his family, but some of this revelation was not there, and so that didn't happen. Or maybe even worse, you were told what you couldn't be, what you couldn't do. I want you to understand you still have a Heavenly Father that blesses you. Every time you lift that hand and you receive the words of the blessing, you know your Heavenly Father is saying upon you the things that Jacob said over his own son. The blessing is real. The impartation of that blessing is real. Are you here today? I want you just to bow your heads for just a moment.